जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यमुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे जय राधा कालाचंजी राधा कालाचंजी राधे जय राधा कालाचंजी राधा कालाचंजी राधे जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा 
Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Om Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivraja Kacharya Ashtotra Satashrishima This Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Shrimad Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai Samaveta Bhakta Vrindi Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bo All Glories to the Assembled Devotees All Glories to the Assembled Devotees All Glories to the Assembled Devotees All Glories, All Glories, All Glories to Shri Shri Guru and Shri Gauranga All Glories to Shila Prabhupada Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we're reading from Bhagavad Gita as it is. This is chapter 3, titled Karma Yoga. And we are on uh, text 34 today, right? Say 34 on the board? Okay. Um, okay. Before we get started, uh, I would like to know how many of you have uh, heard about the Gita, have read the Gita? So, fans, few of them, okay. Um, okay, so for, for others, you've, uh, do you know what the Gita is in general, what, what uh, the context is? For those who have read, can you can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Who, who is speaking the Gita? Krishna speaking to Arjuna, right? So this is basically a conversation between Krishna and Arjuna. And where is this conversation happening? Correct. It's it's happening in the battlefield of Kurukshetra. We have this biggest battle that the world has ever seen, and there are two really powerful forces that are standing on both the sides. And then on one side is Arjun and his brothers, and on the other side is, um, huh? Yes, the Kauravas, right? Duryodhana and and his brothers, but the, they are their cousins. They're related to each other. And Arjun is the greatest warrior of his time, or probably of all time, we could say. Uh, and then he's all ready for the for the battle for the war, and uh, for this war, Krishna is actually agreed to be Arjuna's um, chariot driver. You, you can see this uh, famous picture, right, in the in the first page of the Gita where Krishna is, is the chariot driver of Arjuna. So that's why Krishna is also called Partha Sarathi. He became the chariot driver of Partha. So then Arjuna asks Krishna uh, that, Krishna, can you please take me to the center of the battlefield so that I want to see who, who are all present here. But he, he already knows who, who who is present in the war, right? So what Arjuna is asking Krishna is that he has certain doubts about why he has to fight the war. There are many, many questions that he has. And Arjuna gives a lot of reasoning. In fact, five really good reasons on why he should actually not fight the fight the battle. After all this preparation that has happened, everybody is standing. And then finally, Arjuna uh, doesn't want to do it. And then... But Arjuna himself is still not convinced by any of his uh, arguments that he is presented to Krishna. And therefore, he asks Krishna that, Krishna, I am really confused, right? Although I have given you so many arguments on why I should not fight, I am really confused on what I should actually do. So you please become my spiritual master and clarify what I should actually do. Tell me for sure what I have to actually do. And this is a very pivotal point in the Bhagavad Gita because... Krishna and Arjuna are really, really intimate friends. They're very close friends. They're basically equals. They treat each other as equals. But here, Arjuna actually accepts Krishna's superiority than him, which means he's asking him to be his teacher, right? To be his guru and instruct him on what he has to actually do. And then Krishna starts his instruction on what uh, he should actually do. And the, the entire first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is Arjuna giving his reasons on why he should not, not fight. And in the sec- beginning of the second chapter, he surrenders to Krishna 
and says, Krishna, you please tell me for sure what I should do. And the entire second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is basically the summary of the Gita. It talks about all the topics that are going to be discussed in the Gita. But in it's like uh, the title of the chapter is Con- Contents of the Gita Summarized, right? Like in the contents page, when we look at it, we know everything that's going to be discussed in that particular book. And while speaking about things uh, in, the, in the second chapter, Krishna mentions two uh, very contradictory opinions. So apparently contradictory opinions to uh, Arjuna. That Krishna says to Arjuna that no Arjuna you have to fight because Arjuna didn't want to fight the battle, right? Krishna says, no, 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 this is, you're a warrior, this is your duty, so you have to fight. And at the same time, Krishna also says, Arjuna, you have to use your intelligence and not uh, completely engage your senses on the sense objects. You have to, you have to also know how to use your intelligence in restraining your senses. He basically gives the example of a tortoise, right? You've, you've all seen a tortoise where it can actually pull the limbs from with, within its shell whenever it wants to. Whenever it wants to, it can take the limbs out. So he gives that example. Uh, so Arjuna is a little bit confused. So that's how the third chapter actually begins with this question. On what should I actually do, Krishna? You've asked me to do both. right? You've asked me to renounce things, right? Take my limbs out and disengage myself. In, and also you've said... You, ha- you have to fight. You have to do your duty. So what should I actually do? Is Arjuna's question. Do you want me to fight? Do you want me to do my duty? Or do you want me to renounce everything? Because that's what I actually wanted to do. I didn't want to do uh, uh, fight in the battle. I wanted to renounce everything and go to the forest. <laughs> but you said you have to fight. And at the same time, you're also asking me to renounce things. So what should I do for sure? That's, that's uh, Arjuna's uh, question that spurs off this chapter. So this is important, right? Because the title of the chapter is Karma Yoga. Uh, Has anybody heard the word karma? Karma before? Yeah? What do you think it is? Any ideas about what karma is? Action that we do, right? Anything else? You raise your hand, right? Do you have any ideas about what karma is? Would you like to share it with us? No, no wrong answers. <laughs> you can, you can, you can. If you don't want to, I wouldn't put you on the spot. If you don't want to, yes. There is a, there is a reaction for every action, right? So you do something, then there is actually a reaction that happens. Um, the word karma actually means action, just action, but. It also has a connotation of what you said, right? Okay, I'm doing some action. There is a consequence for every single action that we do. And therefore, uh, a wise man would say, okay, since I any action that I perform is going to result in some reaction, right? So I, the, the idea is I'm going to do something good and therefore I'm going to get some good credits that I can enjoy. And I'm going to do something bad and I have to suffer the bad credits that uh, that I have accrued. So the best thing would be for us to not do anything at all. right? In that way, I'm not acting at all. I'm not accumulating anything good and anything bad. This is a possible argument, right? What is the problem with this argument? Can, can you be uh, inactive, not do anything? No. This is what Krishna's answer to Arjuna also is. Arjun, you can try to be inactive, but you cannot be inactive. That is impossible. Because even if we don't physically do anything, our mind is constantly acting. Right? Even if you somehow control your mind into a really uh, neutral state where you're not thinking about anything at all, which, which is very, very hard, even then... You're breathing for you to sustain. So many actions are happening that we cannot stop acting in this world. So Krishna's answer to Arjuna is, you have to act, Arjuna, but you have to renounce the results of your action. That is Krishna's prescription. You have to act, but at the same time, be renounced. Because Krishna says that if we act and enjoy the results of our action then we are bound by this karmic activity that we've talked about, right? I do something good, I get something good. 
I do something bad, I get something bad. But the problem with accruing things is this, you have to come back to enjoy it. This is Krishna's first instruction to Arjuna, is that Arjun, you think you are this body. You think you have your grandfather there, you think you have your teacher there, you think you have your cousins there. But that is not what the real identity is. The real identity of all of the people that you've specified is that they are individual spirit souls. We think we are this body, but that's not what our actual identity is, right? We take this body as a consequence of all the actions that we have done. If you've done something good, you might get a good body. If you've done something bad, you have to get a body that will uh, be suitable for you to uh, suffer through, the, th- through your reactions. So this is the problem with acting without renouncing. That we are constantly accumulating this um, karmic positive and negative credits. And a result of this, we are bound in this world. Therefore, we have to come back again to take another body. And then when we are in that body, we are going to perform more actions. And then we are constantly accruing more pious and impious credits. And then we have to come back to take another body. So how should we work then? So we've established that we cannot stop acting in this world. But if we act in an improper way, we've also established that it's going to cause us only misery. Because the feature of this world that we live in is two-part, Krishna says. It is Dukhalayam and it is Ashashvatam. The nature of everything in this world is temporary in nature. Think about one thing in this world that stays forever. But he's not of this world. That is the point. Uh, the, the, the nature of this material world is that it is temporary in nature. And it goes through six stages. Something is born, something grows, something stays for some time, and then it, it reproduces, and then it dwindles and it dies. That's the nature of any living entity in this world. right? We are born, we grow up, and then we have our youth where we do some activities, then reproduction, and then we get old and we die. So this is the nature of this material world. But we think we die, but it's the body that dies. right? Because the body is material in nature, but our actual identity is that we are spirit souls. We are eternal in nature. So that is why it is the complete opposite of our nature. The, the nature of this material world is that it is very temporary. But our nature is that we are eternal in nature. We don't die at all. But we think we die because we change bodies. That, that's what happens. When, when death happens, the soul migrates from one body to another. Just like how I'm wearing this shirt and the shirt gets old, I change this shirt for another shirt. The, the utility of the body is done, so I take another body. Right? So that's the temporariness of this world. But there is also another quality of this world, is that th- this world is full of miseries. Even if you don't want to, you're going to get miseries. And there are generally three kinds of miseries that we, we experience in this world. Miseries born out of our own cells, right? Like our own body gives us so much miseries, our own mind gives us so much miseries, so, so much pain that we, we might experience just out of that. And then miseries caused by other living entities. Other people might cause us miseries. Really miserable situations in this world. And miseries born out of nature like storms or tornadoes or earthquakes, things like that. This is a constant feature of this world. This, this happiness is very temporary in this world. But yet, every single activity that we're doing is so that we can be happy. Right? How many of us do anything, any action that we do so that we can be miserable? None of us do it. We all do everything that we do so that we can be happy in our lives. Right, But we are trying to do things in completely contradictory ways that will not give us happiness. That's the problem. That as eternal spirit souls, it is in our nature to be happy. It is in our nature to be pleasure-seeking. The Veda says our quality is anandamayo bhyasat. That we are constantly pleasure-seeking. But where are we seeking this pleasure in? We are trying to seek pleasure through the objects of our senses. Right? I want to see something nice. 
I want to eat something nice. I want to hear something nice. This is usually how we try to seek pleasure in this world, right? Through the object of our senses. I have my eyes. The object of my sense is something that's nice to see. But when we are trying to seek pleasure by the objects of the senses, it's only going to give us misery, Krishna says. It won't give us happiness. It is only going to give us uh, misery. And there is this wonderful uh, verse that Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita on why this could happen. Right? Krishna says, Jayato vishyan pumsa sangaste shupajayate sangat sanjayate kama kama krodo bijayate. That our mind, we start contemplating on something. That's how it initially starts, right? I want, I want to think about something. And that thought process slowly, slowly turns into uh, attachment. When we start contemplating on something for a long time, then we get attached to that particular thing. And when we are constantly thinking at the point of attachment, it actually becomes lust. Lust is the point where I have to somehow have it. I cannot be without it. That's how it develops. Once we are at this point of lust, Krishna says it's only going to cause us frustration and anger and bewilderment and therefore all our decisions are going to be haywire. Uh, why does Krishna say so? Uh, say, for example, uh, you're uh, thinking about the latest and greatest car that actually comes out, the, the new Tesla model, right? You see a billboard uh, on on uh, on the highway, and then say, "Oh, this is a new Tesla." Then you start contemplating on that car, right? Slowly, slowly, and then you get really attached to this idea that I have to have this Tesla car. Because you've been contemplating on it for some time, it turns into attachment, right? And it gets to such a point where you really need to get it. It doesn't matter if the wait list is three years or something. I have to get this car. So we, we do so many things to get this car. But Krishna says, this is only going to cause us uh, frustration. Well, why do you think it will cause, cause you frustration? What could be the reasons why it could cause you frustration? Any Any ideas? Okay, I'll give you give you an easy one to get started. You're so attached to Tesla, but you're not able to get it. Right? You're not in a situation where you can actually get the car, but you're so attached to it. It's only going to cause you frustration. That frustration will cause so much anger because our desires were not satisfied. And then when we do things in anger, we are con- completely in illusion. Right? We can't think clear when we are angry. And then everything goes down south at that point. Okay, this is the easy one. What's the other part of uh, opposite of what we discussed? You couldn't get Tesla. You're you're frustrated. That's very obvious. What if you get the Tesla that you that you really decide for? Krishna says even then you're going to be in misery. Why why do you think that is? Any any uh, ideas? Yes. Correct. In this particular desire, your desire is satisfied, right? You wanted the Tesla, you got the Tesla, but your point is there is no end. I want another Tesla, right? This this model might not satisfy me. That's that's your point, right? Very nice. Yes. Yes. This is another uh, very nice point. Uh, these two are basically what it is, uh, right? So you you get the Tesla, but your expectation was so high about the car, but it didn't meet your expectation. <laughs> right? Your desires, no end to it. You, you thought about the Tesla for six months and finally you got the car, but it was actually not up to my expectation. This causes anger and frustration. Again, I put in so much time and effort and money into this thing. It doesn't give me any happiness. Okay? If even you are satisfied perfectly with Tesla... At some point, it's going to go away because it's material in nature. It, you cannot protect it forever. The car that you are so attached to, either you are going to go away or the Tesla is going to go away. <laughs> so it, it's going to be taken away from you either way. So this is the problem, Krishna says, that if you are trying to uh, enjoy through temporary things, it will only cause us anger and frustration. Right? Yes?
correct yes it doesn't stop this is a perfect segue so now we have a general idea of what krishna is saying right in this chapter and then krishna is saying this you have to act uh, for me this is what krishna says and we'll see why that's the case in this verse so we've seen that we cannot stop acting we have to act but acting in improper ways can actually bind us to this world so there is a proper way of actually doing our actions in this world right so what is the proper way of actually doing uh, performing actions in this world this is what krishna is going to talk about in, in this verse yes correct uh, that's what he's going to talk about in this verse so we'll read the text translation and then we have the purport by shri prabhupad and then uh, we'll discuss more on this verse okay Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai Indriyasya of the senses Indriyasya Arte in the sense objects Ragha attachment Dveshav, also detachment. Vyavastitav, put under regulations. Tayo, of them. Na, never. <clears throat> Vasham, control. Agachet, one should come. Tau, those. He, certainly. Asya, his. Paripantinav, stumbling blocks. Translation. There are principles to regulate attachment and aversion pertaining to the senses and their objects. One should not come under the control of such attachment and aversion because they are stumbling blocks on the path of self-realization. Please repeat. There are principles to regulate attachment and aversion pertaining pertaining to the senses and their objects. One should not come under the control of such attachment and aversion because they are stumbling blocks on the paths of self-realization. Purport. Those who are in Krishna consciousness are naturally reluctant to engage in material sense gratification. But those who are not in such consciousness should follow the rules and regulations of the revealed scriptures. Unrestricted sense enjoyment is the cause of material engagement. But one who follows the rules and regulations of the revealed scriptures does not become entangled by the sense objects. For example, sex enjoyment is a necessity for the conditioned soul. And sex enjoyment is allowed under the license of marriage ties. According to scriptural injunctions, one is forbidden to engage in sex relationships with any woman other than one's wife. All other women are to be considered as one's mother. But in spite of such injunctions, a man is still inclined to have sex relationships with other women. These propensities are to be curbed. Otherwise, they will be stumbling blocks on the path of self-realization. As long as the material body is there, the necessities of the material body are allowed but under rules and regulations. And yet, we should not rely upon the control of such allowances. One has to follow those rules and regulations unattached to them because practice of these sense gratification under regulations may also lead one to go astray, as much as there is always the chance of an accident even on the royal roads. Although they may be very carefully maintained, no one can guarantee that there will be no danger even on the safest road. The sense enjoyment spirit has been current a very long, long time owing to material association. Therefore, in spite of regulated sense enjoyment, there is every chance of falling down. Therefore, any attachment for regulated sense enjoyment must also be avoided by all means. But attachment to Krishna consciousness or acting always in the loving service of Krishna detaches one from all kinds of sensory activities. Therefore, no one should try to be detached from Krishna consciousness at any stage of life. The whole purpose of detachment from all kinds of sense attachment is ultimately to become situated on the platform of Krishna consciousness. 
ಓಂ ಅಜ್ಞಾನತಿಂದಾಂಜನಾಶಲಾಕಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರೋನ್ಮಿಲ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಚೈತನ್ಯಮನೋಭೀಷ್ಟ ಸ್ಥಾಪಿತೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಕದಾಮಹ್ಯಂ ದಾತಿ ಸ್ವದಾಂತಿಕ ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತಪದಕಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಶ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾ ಸಹ ಗಣರಘುನಾಥಾನ್ವಿ ತಂ ಸಜೀವಂ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ದೇವೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದನ್ ಸಹ ಗಣಲಿತಾಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯವತೀತಾಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಾಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ನಮಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿ ನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೆ ದೇವೆ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಸೊ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಟಾಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಹೌ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ರೈಟ್ ಸೊ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಅಟ್ ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಯು ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಡೂ ಎನಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ರೂಲ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲೇಷನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಫಾಲೋ that that is beneficial to ourselves at least and the example that uh, prabhupada is giving in this purport is that we ha- we have this tendency to have uh, sex but it is permitted within a framework of marriage right you, ha- you you get married to a husband or a wife and then you can engage in that particular activity in that way uh, it is the proper way to perform an action right you want to go and buy groceries uh, from uh, you want to you want some uh, uh, pasta that you want to make right so you go to the supermarket the proper way to do it is take it from the aisle and pay for the pasta that you that you want to make rather than just go and steal it from there right this is this is the most basic there are certain rules and regulations that actually help us uh, not get bound too much in this world in terms of the negative credits that we could get in terms of karma itself right but even if we perform these activities with very strict rules and regulations the ultimate aim of all these activities is what why are we doing everything that we're doing yes yes to satisfy ourselves right i I'm, i'm doing everything that i'm doing so that i can be satisfied i'm going to the supermarket to get some pasta <laughs> so that i can eat the pasta right it is still self centered on me and therefore it is very problematic because at some point i'll break the rules and regulations it won't matter to me that prabhupad uses a very uh, very poetic uh, sentence here right this is uh, yeah although there may be uh, yeah as much as there is always a chance of accident even on the royal roads right these royal roads you you could they, these are really you're doing things according to rules and regulations but still it could still be very problematic for you because we could break these rules and regulations at any point of time so the best way to do any action is so that we can perform it for the satisfaction of krishna this is what bhakti is right it is the same activity that we're doing there is no change in the activity per se but it's just our intention of how we're doing this activity changes a little instead of going to the supermarket and buying pasta for ourselves we can make the pasta and offer it to krishna and then eat the activity of eating is exactly the same but what this small paradigm shift in the mind does is that it completely satisfies us there is no misery in in such an activity and every single duty that we do in this world can be dovetailed so that it can be done as a service to krishna this is bhakti right uh, we can use the senses for our own service 
meaning to satisfy ourselves, or we can use the senses to satisfy Krishna. This is the definition of bhakti. Sarvo bhadi vinir muktam tatparatvena nirmalam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchete. That Krishna is called Rishikesha. He is the master of the senses. And the proper use of our senses is to serve the master of the senses. And when we are performing such an activity, two things happen. That all our designations, we have so many upadis, right? I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm an Indian, and I'm an American. So many things. Uh, this is just a surface, right? <laughs> so many designations and labels we have attached to ourselves. These start fading away. And we actually recognize ourselves for who we actually are. That we are the spirit souls. And our senses start getting purified. In that way we can act properly. And when we actually recognize ourselves for who we are as spirit souls, then we can actually perform activity on that platform of spirit soul. And what is that activity on the platform of spirit soul? It's also the same. It's also bhakti. <laughs> that's, the, that's the amazing thing about bhakti is that it's the means and the end. We perform bhakti to get bhakti. In every single activity that we do, we, we do something to get something else, right? I go and work eight hours a day so that I can get money. For what? So that I can go and get something else. That's, the, that's why we do things. But why do we do bhakti? So that we can perform bhakti. And bhakti gives us bhakti. This is Krishna consciousness, right? Prabhupada is saying we, we should always be attached to Krishna consciousness. So currently we might have so many different attachments. I want to do this, I want to get that, I want to get that. One way of looking at it is, okay, these are all going to cause me misery. I can start detaching myself to it. I, I can start negatively disengaging from it. But the proper prescription for us to um, detach ourselves from these material activities is to attach ourselves to Krishna. When the attachment to Krishna happens, automatically the detachment from every material desire will happen. And therefore, the soul is actually satisfied. This is our actual duty or our actual dharma. Right? Dharma is actually context sensitive. Depending on the time, place and circumstance, we might have to do so many different actions. But there is one action irrespective of time, place and circumstance that is true forever. Is that we are eternal servants of Krishna and we have to serve Krishna. That dharma never changes. Savai pumsam paro dharma yato bhakti radokshaje ahayatuki aprathihata yayatma suprasidati. That if we are constantly uh, performing devotional service of Krishna, then such a soul is completely satisfied. Savai pumsam paro dharma. This is our actual duty. In, our, in the bodies that we have, we might have many, many duties as sons, as daughters, as husbands, as wives. Right, as employees of a company. So many different duties all of us have. Right, But we should all look at that duty with a goal. Why am I doing anything that I am doing? Why am I going to my office? Why am I getting married? If answers for all this is so that I can enjoy, that is actually not going to give us enjoyment. This is the paradox of, of this world. But if the goal of all these actions that we are doing is so that we can serve Krishna, then that is going to give us the ultimate happiness. And today is the most auspicious day of the best servant of Krishna, <laughs> the best devotee of Krishna, Srimati Radharani. This is her appearance day today. Today is Radhashtami. So only by serving Srimati Radharani can we actually get access to service of Krishna. Without serving Srimati Radharani, we can actually not serve Krishna. But in order for us to actually serve Srimati Radharani, we have to actually serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna himself who appeared in the mood of Srimati Radharani 500 years back. And it is because of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we have this Bhakti all over the world. This was his prediction. Prithivite Achayadi Nagaradi Gram Sarvatra Prachar Hoibe Muranam. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, because uh, 
that this is my uh, prediction is that my holy names will be sung in every town and village in the in the world and we see that the, the the names of krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare are sung in every part of the world now and that prediction was brought to life by our founder acharya shri prabhupada it it is by his mercy that he got the holy names of krishna and spread it all over the world by establishing wonderful temples like this all over the world where we have a place to come and congregate and then talk about krishna hear about krishna glorify his names forms activities and pastimes this is devotional service right when we perform such activity then this gives us happiness where the three material distresses that we were talking about completely vanishes and we cannot even begin to describe the happiness that bhakti bhakti actually give us because we have never experienced it but once we start performing bhakti it is self evident uh, krishna says raja vidya raja guhyam pavitram idam uttamam pratyaksha vagamam dharmyam susukam kartum avyavyam he says this this is the description of devotional service this is raja vidya raja guhyam this is the topmost knowledge the king of all knowledge and raja guhyam it is also a secret <laughs> right pavitram idam uttamam it is very pure and it is uh, the topmost uttama pratyaksha vagamam dharmyam that it can be perceived by all of us that this bhakti the performance of devotional service is not a theoretical uh, thing that we talk about it and then suddenly it manifests no when we are actually performing the activities of devotional service like singing for krishna dancing for krishna even honoring his prasadam then we actually can feel it on our own this is the experiment that all of us can try right try it for 3 months <laughs> try to chant the holy names of the lord and try to offer whatever food that we are eating before uh, we actually consume it just by performing these two activities for 3 months we can actually uh, perceive it for ourselves how happy we can actually become and susukam kartum avyam okay then how 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 is it actually done is it like a chore that we have these monday morning blues <laughs> right we go to the office okay it's monday again i have to go and start another week no it's not done morosely it's susukam kartum avyam it's it's done in such a blissful way it's very happy this performance of bhakti is our actual nature therefore when we are actually doing what we are supposed to do then it gives us extreme happiness it gives us incredible happiness so this is all of our actual duty right we can still be fathers we can still be mothers we can still be sons and daughters and employees and what not but we can also think of every single duty in the perspective of devotional service how can i do my duty as a father or a mother in terms of devotional service in terms of satisfying krishna how can how can i do my duty as a son or a daughter in terms of devotional service when we start thinking about this and actually acting on those terms then we are completely happy we are eternally happy because that is our nature krishna can never dissatisfy us whatever our expectations are when we get connected with krishna it it it's thousand fold more what we get the the problem that we spoke about of how we can get frustrated with our expectations right we are constantly meditating is the same activity right instead of meditating on the car we are trying to meditate on krishna but the effect of it is not anger is not frustration it's incredible happiness incredible bliss that we can actually get so the beginning of that process is chanting the holy names of the lord and that is the middle of the process that is the end of the process <laughs> that is the process uh, that is the prescribed process for the time that we live in harer nama harer nama harer nama eva kevalam kalau nasti eva nasti eva nasti eva gati ranyata there there is no gati there is no other way uh, in this age of kali other than chanting the holy names of the lord to attain perfection and it is so simple that chaitanya mahaprabhu has given this holy name to everybody there is no restriction anybody can chant 
in any place man woman child rich poor any race no considerations anybody can chant okay do i have to chant only at 3:45 in the morning no any time you can chant at any time and you can chant at any place you can chant here you can chant while you're walking on the street you can chant when you're working there is no restriction for uh, where you can chant just this simple process can actually give us so much happiness and today is a wonderful wonderful day because it's drenched with mercy because this is the appearance of the greatest devotee of the lord shrimati radharani right if we can take a resolve to do it from today i'm sure by radharani's mercy we can continue it and achieve perfection this is the most amazing quality of today's day is that krishna's main quality is that he is most merciful and shrimati radharani is more merciful than krishna himself so today if we can start the process of devotional service if you have not already been doing it or if you have already been doing it we can recommit to the process again so that we can serve krishna nicely serve shrimati radharani nicely all the devotees nicely then that is that will give us uh, incredible happiness so we'll we'll stop here for now and if there are any questions or comments we can take it okay. yes thank you and thank you all for visiting our temple uh, the altar should open in another yes yes yeah that's a very nice i, I didn't get your last sentence you were saying Huh. yeah that's a very nice question the the question is uh we're talking about krishna and uh we also have rama in the mantra right hari krishna and also hari rama so krishna has many many names nam nama kari bahuda nije sarva shaktis that krishna has unlimited names and each of those names have a very specific meaning right so in the mahamantra that we have hare is the name of shrimati radharani which is krishna's internal energy we are praying to shrimati radharani first and then krishna is the name of krishna as we all all know but krishna also means all attractive krishna is so beautiful when when the altar opens you'll see kalachanji he's incredibly attractive krishna right and rama has several meanings right one is lord ramachandra that you were talking about uh it could also mean balaram right balaram is also called rama uh, and rama also means the reservoir of pleasure krishna is the reservoir of pleasure right we could think of the names in any ways it will still be the same person krishna so for us it's difficult for us to be in two places at one time right you're here in the temple can you be at your home also no <laughs> but krishna can be at many many places at the same time so the personalities krishna rama nishinga are all the same people but it's his expansions his incarnations right krishna and rama are the same people but krishna can be at two places at the same time and as lord ramachandra he he exhibits certain things and as lord nishinga dev he exhibits certain qualities and as krishna he he is complete because he is swayam bhagavan from whom all the incarnations happen that he has the complete repository of all qualities so we can think of these names in whichever way we want but the idea is we are calling out to the names of the lord right and every single name of the lord is very very potent krishna has invested his potency in every single name of the lord because the padma purana says abhinnatvam nama naminav that in this world when we say water 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 mataji kept a glass of water right i said water 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 will my thirst be quenched no because the name water is different from the substance water right it's different but in the spiritual world the name and the named especially krishna are the same when we say krishna krishna is personally present in his name 
When we say Rama, Krishna is also personally present in his name because that also refers to Krishna. Every single name in this world refers only to one person, which is Krishna. So it's the same. Does it make sense? And our prayer through this chanting of the mantra is when we are saying Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, we are requesting Krishna to engage us in his service. This is our actual identity. We are the servants of Krishna. Unfortunately, right now we are trying to serve all so many different masters. The husband is serving the wife, the wife is serving the husband, both of them are serving the child, we are serving our bosses at work, but they are not really incredible masters <laughs> because it's very hard to satisfy the expectations of all these masters. But our actual identity is also of a servant. That's why we are trying to serve everybody here. But our actual identity is to serve Krishna. And all of us have a relationship with Krishna through which we can serve Krishna. Like you can see all these wonderful paintings in this temple. We all can have a relationship of friendship with Krishna. We can have a relationship of parental affection with Krishna, conjugal affection with Krishna, like that. That is our original identity. So through the chanting of this mantra, we are requesting Krishna, please engage me in your service, please engage me in your service. And that, in that way, in this body, we are engaging in service of Krishna through bhakti and ultimately we will engage uh, in service of Krishna through our eternal identity. So that's what this does. It reveals our eternal identity to us. Yes. No. She is the energy of Krishna. So like the sun has uh, heat and light. right? The energies of the sun are shown through the sun rays. right? It, can you have the sun without the sun rays? No. That's the, Without the sun rays, the sun is... But the sun rays are coming from the sun. right? So it's the energy of the sun, is the sun ray. So Radharani is the energy of Krishna. He is not the Paramatma. Krishna is the Paramatma. <laughs> he, he is the Paramatma. But Krishna has so many different energies in this world. So Radharani is Krishna's internal energy, spiritual energy. Srimati Radharani. She is the personification. Actually, Radha and Krishna are one. It's like sun and the sun, uh, sun ray, right? It's very hard to separate them. Can you separate the sun from the sun ray, sunshine? No. But still, there is little difference in terms of energy energy, and the energetic. <clears throat> Krishna is the energetic and Srimati Radharani is the energy. Krishna is like the sun and Radharani is like the sun ray, sunshine. Yes. Okay. We'll stop here for now. Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Shri Shri Radhashtami ki jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. One thing I forgot to say, if you don't have a copy of the Gita, please uh, do get it. It's outside on our uh, bookstall and it's based on a donation. Whatever you think you would like to donate, you can donate and get it.